Buongiorno. Buonasera. Buonasera. Well, it depends where they are in the world. Oh yeah. Oh yes. We are the Fools in Progress. Buongiorno. And uh, this is Ben Jamin Bartoccio. And this is uh, Bianca Bonino. Yeah, sorry. That's all. <laughs> we are going to start this this week's Zooming Zani by introducing a few of the characters and talking about their modern counterparts. And this series will go on for a few weeks until we get bored. And each week we'll have a different topic and every second week we'll have a different guest speaker. Yeah. So it will be about Commedia dell'arte. Oh, yeah, we forgot about it. <laughs> Commedia dell'arte, yes. And comedy in general. Yes. But specifically Commedia dell'arte and it's, it's past, it's present and future uses. Mm. And it's, it's uses as a teaching aid and as a performance style, which are two separate things completely. We find that Commedia is taught a lot more than it's performed. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But it is a useful teaching aid. But we like to see it performed as a style in its in its own right, because it is. And there's so much to to treasure about Commedia. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to reflect on that and highlight a few things about Commedia that might not have been discussed so much. Yes. Okay. First of all, we have to introduce ourselves and uh, our company, which is the Fools in Progress. We are, we can say... The, you say it, I don't say it. We are the best. You are the best. <laughs> uh, yes, we are the more uh, proficuous, the yeah. more productive. Uh, the one, the company, uh, Comedia Latte, that has the most production, you know, creations at uh, its disposal. So we've been, uh, we've been performing for the last uh, uh, 11 years now, because we started in 2009 as a food in progress. And then, uh, and now it's 2020, yeah. and um, so it's about 11 years as a full in progress, but we started, I started before that, I started in 2006 doing Comedia dell'arte, so it's a little bit longer, but then I have to wait until a uh, few years after, because uh, to meet this guy that made my life a hell and hers, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> performance, performer. And, uh, and so we perform Commedia dell'arte. That's what we do. Okay. We teach Commedia dell'arte, but we mainly want to perform Commedia dell'arte because it's something that very few companies do these days. Okay. So we perform mostly in schools around Australia. Well, we used to before COVID. <laughs> but we're, we're now moving online and we're, We've got our teaching syllabus on our website and we're starting this web series so that we can discuss Commedia with the world and hopefully not so much teach but broaden the horizons of performers and actors in general that don't maybe know so much about Commedia, teachers that want to learn a little bit more about Commedia mm -hmm. and put another spin on it. So people who know Commedia but don't necessarily see it from every point of view that they could. We've been performing Commedia now, as Bianca said, for a decade together. We do professional shows to the public, but the majority of our shows are in schools, which I find is a great source of feedback because kids are very honest. Very difficult. They will tell you exactly what they think, which is exactly what you want from a Commedia audience mm -hmm. because that instant feedback helps you build your performance and refine your, your performance for the next time. 
because we improvise all of our content, it's important that we know what works and what doesn't straight away so that we can either burn it or build on it for the next performance. Mm. And that burning and building process is how Commedia developed its improv style and how it came to be what it was and still is. Yeah, one, one, of, the, one of the main points of our performances as, is that we improvise. So at the end of every show, usually we have this uh, question from, uh, from the students, from the audience, say, how could you learn all those lines, you know, so, so perfectly? How you could memorize? And when we say, no, we don't memorize anything, uh, we improvise, usually it's like, like a, <laughs> total disbelief. And, uh, and that's what really is the challenge. The challenge is for us is, uh, as a company is to find people that they have the knowledge of Comedia, and that's, I think, everywhere in the world, the knowledge of the physicality of Comedia, the knowledge, you know, the, the, the acting uh, skill, and also the, the ability of, uh, of going on a stage without knowing what you're going to say and say it as the character would do. So, and uh, nowadays also it's very difficult to put together a company of Comedia dell'arte because, uh, because people are not skilled in, uh, people want, they want a script, they want something that is... Well, yeah, you either have a skilled actor that's very good at learning lines and performing with intention and reacting, or you have a great improviser who's great at coming up with dialogue and very, being very witty and comical but isn't necessarily so strong with character or with specific, like, comedia skills. So finding all of that in one person is quite difficult, and it's why um, comedia, I think, became so rarely performed in its proper style. You see comedia being performed as a circus kind of sideshow act, or you see comedia being performed as an acrobatic display, but it's it's... Flavors of those things set to a very strict statue of what is and what isn't. Commedia dell'arte now is in so many things that we see in modern media. So if we look at the sitcom, Commedia dell'arte was the first ever situation comedy. Before Commedia came along, it was you would go to the theatre, you would see a show with different characters, every every show would have a different set of characters that would introduce you to, and then they would live their life and then die, and then that would be the end of the play. Or the, the characters would be gods or um, mythical characters. Commedia dell'arte was the first time really in history that you would go to the theatre and see the same characters that you saw last time you were at the theatre, and it was a continuation of the life of those characters. And that's why we don't... We don't die in Commedia dell'arte. Mm. We mm. never kill off yeah. the characters because mm. we have to be able to come back to the theatre next time and see the life continuing. So even if a character does die, like Pantalone has a heart attack, he, he doesn't have a heart attack, he just has a fit, a seizure, and then he's alive again by the end of the it's play. Even, usually even better than before, like in any good cartoon story. Mm. So in... Modern media, you can see references to Commedia dell'arte just about anywhere that you can see slapstick or situation comedy. In the TV show Frasier, there's a picture of Pantalone hanging on the fridge, a nod from the writers, no doubt, like, yes, we know that this is where it's come from. 
And The Simpsons. We often teach commedia dell'arte in schools by using The Simpsons characters because they are such a direct translation. The Simpsons is a modernised version of commedia dell'arte and all the characters are there. So Homer Simpson, Puccinella, and Bart Simpson, Alecchino. They're very direct translations just in a modern context. And it's important to know that commedia as a style is different to commedia as a teaching aid because, Mm -hmm. like I said, commedia could be taught with The Simpsons comparatively, blah, 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 but commedia is still its own living, breathing style that's relevant and popular today. Uh, Maybe not as popular as it was back in the day, but it's still popular and there are hundreds of commedia delate companies all around the world that still perform commedia today. We're doing this series as a hope to build the Commedia Delate community a little bit more. Mm. So if you've got any questions or you want to get in touch with us about anything that you've you've seen or you've thought of while we're while we're speaking, feel free to message us on our Fools in Progress Facebook page or drop us a line on Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn and Pinterest. So we are thanks to me. Is the new <laughs> But uh, drop us a line on any of our socials and tell us what you'd like to know or hear or see or anything else, and we'll cover that in one of the next week's broadcasts. We're excited to kind of introduce a little bit of Commedia. We're not going to teach Commedia in these these sessions. We're just going to discuss it and cover any sort of misconceptions or popular rumours or... Yeah. If I can step in a second, because there are um, there are a lot of school of thought about mm. comedy and laughter, uh, and uh, it's like when you choose a religion, you have to choose a religion. Either you were born with a religion, or you want to change your religion, and you have to choose one and stick to it. Um, comedy and laughter is a little bit like that these days, because um, there are so many books, there is so many academic work on comedy and laughter. And, uh, and I'm, I have to say, most of the time, the people that write about Commedia dell'arte, they should write about history, but, you know, they, they perform very little. And there is a lot of, a lot of intellectual uh, work, but um, there is less of uh, practitioners actually uh, stepping into the literary um, arena and, and saying what it is actually Commedia dell'arte in, in, on stage. So when you, when you grow up as an actor, you decide or you, your passion takes you, takes you to Commedia, you have to choose a school. We uh, accidentally bumped into Antonio Fava school. So he's a, he's a, a very talented st- student of uh, Antonio Fava and I'm also a little bit less Talented as a student, I mean, and so we choose the school of Antonio Fava. So when we perform, we perform Commedia dell'arte in the style of Antonio Fava. But there are others, others um, great teachers and maestri all over the world, and we, we probably will be able to get in touch with a few of them in the in the following weeks, and. Uh, and they have, you know, a different teaching, a different idea about what was comedia and how it was performed comedia. So we, no one of us turns 
the Bible, okay? We don't have the tables of the Testament, and we don't go around saying you have to do it like this because you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you choose your school and you do your best with the school that you that you choose. So we like to we like to bring together all these different styles and different ideas because that's what was also in the in the past. You know, there were hundreds of companies performing comedy art all over Europe, and it's not possible that everybody was doing the same steps. Or, or performing pantalone exactly the same way, okay? It's, it's, it's ridiculous even to think of something like this. So there are many different ways to interpret Commedia dell'arte. In our point, from our point of view, they're all welcome. What I personally despise um, or like less is uh, it's the academia writing on uh, Commedia dell'arte is the people that, you know, they never perform Commedia dell'arte and there is a lot of publication, a lot of publication that, that they say things that, you know, when you are on stage, they don't really make sense. I don't want to be polemical. I didn't want to be polemical, but I'm well, coming. But, you know, when, when, when I read, <clears throat> can you get me one mask? When I read that this <clears throat> This is a magic object that magically will give you the connection to the spirit of Pulcinella. Once you wear this mask, you know, I just like, come on, please, you know. <laughs> this is a piece of leather. It's a wonderful piece of leather made by a wonderful maestro, Mascheraio, which Antonio Fava, and it, it, it contains a tradition that is over 500 years old, but it's not a magic object. You, as an actor, if you want to perform comedia, you have to do the job. You have to do the work. You have to research. You have to do the, the, physical, uh, the physical effort, you know, to make your body respond to the stimulation of, of the character. So, this is just like a hat. It's something that you put when everything is done, you did your job, you, you, you research about your character, you did all the, all the job in uh, Commedia dell'arte physical, the physical work, and then like the last thing, you put your hat on, like you finish to dress up. And this is the, this is the mask, it's your hat. It's the last, it's the last tool, the last thing, the last piece of wearing that you, that you wear. The thing about Commedia that I really love is the continuity, the, the fact that the, you're just tuning into a day of the life of that character. So like The Simpsons, you are watching an episode, you're watching just a brief moment in that character's life, and then you step away and the characters supposedly continue their life while you're not watching. And... This is an important thing when you're thinking about the characters. When you're performing the character of Pantalone, he's an old man, but he was not always an old man. He was born as a baby, and there were things that influenced his life to make him into the old man that he is. So people play Pantalone sometimes as a mean old man. And um, Antonio Fava teaches that there's no antagonist in Commedia dell'arte. The antagonist is the prop or the costume. And there's, there's a physical object that is the enemy, the bad guy, but the characters themselves are not bad people. Even Pantalone, who's greedy and can be mean, 
is not a bad guy. There is a reason for this. And when you look back or you think back as an actor and you do your work, you you can discover why Pantalone might have been become such a greedy old man in his old age. I can say all the old men are greedy, you know, I'm getting grumpy, I'm becoming old and grumpier every day, so he knows he needs to If you you think about why someone would become like that in their old age, why someone would become greedy, you can put a whole back history to Pantalona. The audience doesn't necessarily need to know, but it humanises the character so that you're not playing a stereotypical old man because he's not a stereotype. He's a very specific character from Venice who's got a history, who's had a life, and these reasons, this baggage that he's claimed during his life has turned him into a greedy old man. And more and more details you can imagine about his life, his previous life, his current life, it will help you more to bring to life the character. What also upset me uh, a lot when I read in, I, I read it in some publication, that the character of Commedia dell'arte is a very shallow personality. And, uh, and I asked myself, when I read that, uh, okay, you read a book and you read something like this and you, 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 you give some importance to it. But then I thought, how can a character that is, has a very shallow personality, like all the other characters of Commedia dell'arte, survive over 500 years of history? How can it? How can it be? So it means that, you know, uh, there might be something wrong here. In fact, more I work, Pantalon is my really favorite uh, character. More I work on Pantalon, more details I can imagine of his life, more um, uh, thoughts and fears and, and, and dreams and desires I can, I can add to the, uh, to, the, to the character of Pantalone and better becomes as a, as a character on stage <laughs> because he has a life, he is real. That's what also, uh, it's, it's very important from our school from our school of thoughts, okay? But then, you know, other, other companies, they think and, and behave differently. It's not a farce, it's real life. Okay, so when you perform a, a comedy dell'arte character, uh, we treat it like a real person, like we were saying, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Pantalone and, uh, and also Arlecchino. Arlecchino has a very, very sad story. Okay, you see this character, it is all full of energy and, you know, and, and ideas and, 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 and smart uh, lines and, you know, and, and full of life. But behind him, there is a tragedy. He's a, he's a poor immigrant from far away in the mountains in Italy that came down to the big smoke to make money, he doesn't speak the language. You know, he, he doesn't understand the, 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 the order of the master. When, you know, the master is, gives him an order, he, he, he says, well, yes, yes. He doesn't know what mm. to do because he doesn't speak Venetian. He speaks Bergamask. He can't it's, write. He, can't he cannot read. write. He cannot read. Um, mm. And he has to survive. And, you know, and, and he's, 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 he's a very sad character. And if you just perform Arlecchino like, hey, 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 like a, a little burattino, it's like a little... Caricature. Yeah, a caricature of a, <laughs> of a servant. Ah, it will die. It will die. Your character will die in a few, in a few minutes, you know, performance. Commedia dell'arte doesn't have to be confused with farce. Farce is 
something else. Okay? Farce is something else. Commedia dell'arte is real drama. All these characters, they have real lives and have real feelings. It just they express themselves in a very strange way. Okay. Um, we, we performed a beautiful <laughs> scene that this made me think of in Italy when we were training with Antonio. Um, that um, We did a funeral scene, where, uh, a scene where Pantalone was at the grave of his daughter, Isabella. Characters don't die. But, but, but Pantalone thought, he heard from Brighella, who heard from Signora, who heard from Capitano, that Isabella had been killed at war. And so... He heard that this was her unmarked grave, and there's a beautiful. There was a beautiful scene that we performed where Pantalone is talking to the grave of his of his daughter Isabella, and this is a comedy. This is commedia dell'arte, but the characters are light and shade, so that you are able to have a scene which is very solemn, very sad, very dark even, and there's a comic resolution at the end where you realise that Isabella's not dead and she's she runs out from behind a tree and scares Pantalone half to death because he thinks he's seen a ghost. A ghost, of course. But, and that's funny, you know. That's... But that's the end. That's It wraps it up with a laugh. But in the beginning of the scene, Pantalone is genuinely heartbroken. He's, he's speaking to the, the grave of his daughter and it's a very sad scene. So Commedia doesn't have to be comedy all the time yes you can build up to a joke <clears throat> and while you're building that up to that joke you can go through all the emotions because they're real characters they're real people they're not caricatures they're not on one on one level the whole time it's not mm. comedy 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 because that can be draining for an audience that's not life that's yeah. not life okay so comedia is also a mirror of of, of human life when, when another thing is <clears throat> I thought of something. Oh, yes, another misconception. You bang. <laughs> another misconception that kept me away from comedy for many, many years because I was terrified. Because you see, as you say, you know, comedy is not like just, you know, fun, 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 fun all the time. Uh, and it's not uh, acrobatic, 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 acrobatic. You can do acrobatic, I can't. Okay, so, and I, I can't, it's not that I cannot do acrobatic now, acrobatic. <laughs> Even with my, you know, uh, speech, I love, I love you. Uh, but I can't, I've never been able to do a somersault in my life, even when I was uh, young. I, I cannot do yoga. I cannot do almost anything that is, you know, slightly um, um, acrobatic. So I, I thought, yeah, I can't do comedy because, you know, I, I can't even do a somersault. And um, but that's not that's not the point, okay? You, you bring to comedia what you have, mm. okay? Uh, you bring to comedia if you know how to sing, you can you can wonderfully sing on comedia. But what they say, uh, Isabella Andreini, that was one of the greatest performer of comedia Latin in the in the 16th century. She never made a somersault in her life, okay? But she was one of the greatest. Of, uh, of the performance of comedy. But unfortunately, there is this misconception sometimes, or maybe now it's a little bit over because people started to know comedy a little bit more than when I was young, uh, many, many years ago. Um, but at, at the time I was uh, approaching theater, so say many years ago, Say decades ago, uh, uh, everybody was thinking, "Oh, yeah, comedia. You know, you have to, you have to be so, you have to be so skilled. 
um, in physically skilled. But it's not. It's not. It's, uh, and you have skills that can be used in comedia, from making costume, build, uh, painting um, uh, backdrops, or making music, or doing, uh, you know, being a wonderful. Um, dancer and acrobat or you know anything else you can bring all your knowledge to comedia and use it within a, 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 a stage <clears throat> performance as you like but comedia it's not just fun 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 and it's not just physicality 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 okay that's what I want to make as a point and a lot of the characters have a physical a physicality that um, varies from company to company, from actor to actor, but the costumes are generally more or less the same. Yeah. And so even if the physicality varies slightly between this pantalone and that pantalone, you'll recognise pantalone because the costume, the mask, and with all those combining factors, it will be recognisable from one company, from one actor to another company, another actor. And that's important because back in the day and also in modern comedia, but back in the day it was important because the, the audience might not have spoke the same language or the same dialect mm. as the, the actor that was playing Pantalone. So they needed to recognise who that character was without being able to understand the, um, the language. Now it's important from a historical aspect because there are so many different versions of Commedia dell'arte characters and there's different versions even of Pantalone. So there's Pantalone, there's Pancrazio, there's, there's different slight variations. The Magnifico, everybody asks what is the Magnifico, we will say what is the Magnifico maybe another time. But yeah. So, and there's different Zani. Um, oh, there are yeah. hundreds Sorry. of second Zani, all with a name that ends oh, yeah. in Ino. Yeah, we have to explain why is the zooming Zani, okay? Zani, 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 Z-A-N-I. Z -A Zani is, uh, is the short for Giovanni. Giovanni is the name John. And uh, in the days was probably the most used uh, name for people, okay? John. John was a king. John was a servant. John was... John was everywhere. John, 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 John. So Giovanni was the natural name for a sir. So everybody agree about that. But because Commedia was born in, uh, was created in the, in the city of Venezia that we have behind us, uh, the city of Venice, the dialect uh, for the short of Giovanni, which is Gianni, okay, Gianni, it's the sound of the word Gianni, it's Zani, Zani, come here, Zani, vien qua. Portami questo, Zani, voilà, fammi questo, Zani, 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 Zani. So much that the word Zanni became um, synonymous of the servant in Commedia. But when you are on the stage, remember, when you are on stage, you are not called Zanni. Zanni is the typology, the category of the servant. First Zanni, second Zanni. But when you are on stage, your name is the name of the the name of the servant, so it can be Arlecchino, which is this, you know, big, uh, big, well-renowned uh, character, or it can be Tabacchino, uh, Cappuccino, 
Bagatino, bagatino. Bagatino usually ends in ino because ino is um, in Italian everything is that ends in ino is something nice and carino. It's uh, it's like uh, cute. Okay, it's uh, to make something cute. Uh, caro, it's dear. Carino, it's little cutie. Okay, so this is and also for uh, Colombina, uh, Smeraldina. Um, Corallina, uh, the, uh, the female servants. We will talk about this. <coughs> Sorry, oh, the social distance. COVID, COVID. I coughed on my partner. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's it's important to really hit that point master, home. That the Zani. Yeah, I speak like this now. Okay, yeah, this so. is must work. So Zani is a technical term. It's like the. Um, Inamorati for the lovers. lovers. The lovers would not call each other inamorati. It's a technical term that the actors used to describe the characters, not that the characters used to talk about each other on stage. So, as an actor, I would say, and what are the Zani doing in this scene? But as a character, I would say, what is Alakino? What am I doing in this scene? Where, like, you know what I mean? So it's it's very important to um, keep that home. Also, the Lazi. I see this issue, I see this come up a lot, um, especially with teaching. People. What is a Lazzo? Yeah, no, 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 no. They go, no? what is a Lazzi? Ah, what is a Lazzi? Lazzi is the plural of Lazzo in Italian, so. It's a plural. It's a plural. So that's, that's, when you're teaching, when you're teaching um, Commedia, for the teachers out there, it's important to teach it. Um, as correctly as possible, and, and that means the language, the language is very important, very important. And I'll just ask you to try. He'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I was looking but, for the mask, but I can't grab it. My, my legs are completely stuck. In here. I, I wish I could pan the camera down so you could see how Bianca's sitting right now. Completely folded. Like a geisha. Like. Um, so the the other thing that we wanted to discuss. <clears throat> well, I wanted to discuss. Ah, you. I wanted to discuss. Was the the trend that's popping up at the moment? Um, I I run the Fools in Progress <laughs> social media, as I said before. Yeah, it's good on this. That's also a skill for comedy arte of nowadays. Hmm. You know. because um, if if you don't have if you're not on Instagram, you don't exist My apparently God. as a theatre company know. these days. But um, I'm seeing a lot of comedy delate performed for camera on social media, and I'm loving it. Keep mm. it coming. And um, yeah, tag us in it even. Tag Fools in Progress mm. because I don't want to miss a thing. Um, but I will say, when we're performing Commedia dell'arte on camera, it's very important that you shoot with a 4K resolution camera because any lower than a 4K resolution, even 1080p. Bing, 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 bing. Someone's beeping out there. <laughs> any lower than a 4K camera and you cannot see the eyes of the actor behind the mask. I'll show you what I mean. No. We're on a low-resolution camera right now, and when I put this on, you can't see my eyes. Can if I move close. But from back here, where you would be performing Commedia, mm. so back here, you cannot see my eyeballs. Boing, boing, boing. And this is where the magic happens when you're performing Commedia. So if I perform Commedia here, 
it's not going to sell to the person behind on the other end of the screen because they cannot see the emotion of my face behind the mask. When you shoot with a high-resolution camera, you can see the, the contrast between the eyes and the face and the mask can be picked up by the camera. But on low-resolution cameras, it just gets blurred out. You lose this because it can't take the contrast. And when you're performing Commedia and you can't see the eyes of the actor behind the mask, the audience tunes out because it's not a person. It's a caricature. There's no emotion. Everybody go to sleep. Yeah, the, the Oscar goes to the best performance. And when you're wearing a mask and you can't see the face, there is no performance. It's just a mask bobbing around on stage. So please, 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 please. If you're shooting Commedia on film, shoot with a 4K resolution camera or higher. Otherwise, the content will not be watchable. Your audience will tune out and they will associate Commedia dell'arte to something with very boring. <clears throat> if you want, we don't want that. No, no we I don't. We love Commedia. We want to bring people into Commedia. So if you want to sell your content or like push your content, have people love it, the biggest tip I can give you is high-resolution cameras, the highest you can afford, the highest you can get your hands on, and microphones. If you shoot content and you try to record from a microphone like we have here, you're going to get the reverb sound, you're going to get a lot of echo. That makes it impossible for an audience to listen to and to stay involved with. So if you want to shoot Commedia for film, you need a high-resolution camera and microphones. Every actor has to have their own lanyard microphone, and we found the best way to do it is to record the track separately on individual lanyards and then put them onto the, the footage afterwards in post-production. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to shoot Commedia for film, but it's the only way to do it. It's the only way that it actually sells and it hits home. Otherwise, you're just watching a stage performance on a wide angle from an audience perspective and it doesn't sell the same. That's what I wanted to say about shooting Commedia yeah. for film. We should go back a little bit on the, what we promised to, um, to uh, words. Yes, words, <laughs> you know, you understand, you know, uh, which is the, the references between the modern time and Commedia. So mm. we, we mentioned, because just a little bit too quickly, The Simpsons which are uh, a complete village filled with characters of Comedellarte. We can go even one by one, touching them all, and uh, if you want. But there is uh, there is a lot there are a lot of uh, a lot of connection between modern sit comedy and especially cartoons and uh, Comedellarte. The cartoons characters and the cartoon style is taken straight from comedy. And that was my experience <laughs> my experience with uh, the, the first uh, um, performance that we used to do uh, in schools. You know, I was starting. It wasn't even with us. And, uh, and I remember that we had uh, 
poor audiences that you, they didn't know Commedia because now the schools year after talk to the school year before and say, oh, you're going to see Commedia tomorrow. It's very funny. And because they saw us the year before and the year seven of the year eight tells the year seven, oh, we saw it last year and you're going to have fun. So we have an audience that is already prepared to have fun. But at the beginning, when we started this adventure, um, the students didn't know what was going on. So they thought, yeah, theater again, oh, it's going to be boring. So we had these, you know, 150 schools, teenagers, you know, lying in front of us like this. And uh, three minutes after into the play, the people was like, oh my God, that's funny. Okay. So, and we didn't know because, you know, I was, I wasn't aware. I was starting again. And, uh, and I asked myself, why? <laughs> What's the magic of what we do? You know, I didn't know. And the, the magic was that they could see in front of them cartoons, characters alive. Okay, so because actually the comedian like the characters are behaving like cartoons characters, mm. you know, in, uh, in in the style. So <coughs> that was that was the fun of the thing. That was really uh, th this is the key, okay, to to get to the the cartoons. They adopted the style and the rhythm of comedia dell'arte uh, slapstick, which is this object, magic object, slapstick comedy. <clears throat> so there are a lot of, uh, a lot of um, uh, constructions of, uh, of uh, cartoons or Walt Disney movies that they are based on characters of Comedia Latte. I can, I can name, you know, not just pixel uh, production. And, and the Disney. Looney Tunes are classic. <clears throat> Anytime there's uh, two, two servants or two... Um, people in a scene, and one of them is smart and one of them is dumb. That's that's the spirit of Commedia dell'arte, and this is recognisable throughout so many movies, so many cartoons, so many themes. Um, Can I just see? off the top of my head, yeah, yeah, just hold it. Uh, do you remember Hamlet? Hamlet, at a certain point, there is this, uh, there is a very dramatic scene, which I don't remember which one is it. Because there are too many dramatic scenes in the in the scene the, in Hamlet, but the scene right after is the scene with the two um, undertakers. Mm -hmm. You know, the king mm -hmm. that you know they found the the Yorick uh, Yorick uh, skull, and that is the first scene in which uh, William Shakespeare used the duo, the comic duo of the Commedia dell'arte, first Zanni, second Zanni. The, 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 the older um, undertaker was the first Zanni. The young undertaker is the second Zanni. <clears throat> and that's a change into the structure of comedy within <clears throat> the uh, William Shakespeare play, taken directly from the Commedia dell'arte duo. The duo Zanni, the two Zanni, first Zanni, second Zanni, or the master and the the, the, the relationship between the master and the servant, which is always comical as well. Um, so I was going to say <clears throat> the, the film um, Home Alone, mm. where there's the two bad guys, one of them smart, one of them stupid, classic Zani. Um, and while we're on... Shakespeare. Oh, my God, and then you go to, to, to uh, 50 Towers, no, 40 Towers. <laughs> 
Faulty Towers. Faulty Tower. Mr. Bean. Yes. Um, it's all like it's it once you point it out to students, they go, oh, oh yeah. But it's not initially self-evident. Um, while we're just touching on um, Shakespeare, we should mention Shakespeare and the Commedia dell'arte influences there. Um, like in the play Twelfth Night, um, that's actually the first ever recorded um, use of the word zani in the English language. Is There's a line in Twelfth Night where they say... Um, the crows laugh so as the um, the full zani, and that's perfect. That's exactly what they're saying. They're they're la- the crows are laughing like fools. You think that the black cat that comes into a broadcast will bring good luck? No bad luck. Oh, get out! <laughs> that's a stereotype about black cats. This is very bad. It's, it's superstition. Yeah. Oh, superstition, superstition, that's something. A great also segue. That, yeah, <laughs> that is something very important when you perform Commedia dell'arte. Uh, superstition, Pater Puccinelli is always seen as very superstitious. But there are two things that, I mean, let's start with one thing, that you never, ever, 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 ever have to uh, stage on Commedia dell'arte, which is magic. Magic was forbidden at the time of Commedia dell'arte, so please don't put magic in your performances because you used to be uh, put on a, on a stake and burned down as a heretic. That's what was used to happen in the, in the 17th century. So there is no magic in Commedia dell'arte. If there is magic, if there is a, a gypsy woman that you know can read your hands and can give you a potion, for sure the potion will fail, okay? Because <coughs> you don't want to <coughs> you don't want to um, push the people to use magic or push the people to believe this uh, kind of you know uh, heretic thoughts. Uh, so there is no and there is no religion in Commedia life. If there is religion, is the ancient mythological religion of the Greeks that is you know emphasized, but there is no priest, there is no religion, there is Nothing is mentioned about God or, you know, the real one, you know, the real one, you know, the one that is uh, um, worship at the time, there was worship at the time, but absolutely is no religion and no magic in Commedia dell'arte. So, because it's a tradition, at least the way we perform Commedia dell'arte, we try to stick as much as we can to the tradition. Uh, we never stage <coughs> anything that has to do with with. Why are you looking at me? You're I'm dying. I'm not dying. I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm not used to speak for so long anymore. Even when there is a religious ceremony in Commedia Latte, like a marriage, uh, you, we talk about marriage in Commedia as a, a contract, as a union, as a as a joining. It's not it's not in the modern context. Yeah. It's, it's not in the modern context, like you're going to be married under the eyes of God. It's a contract between um, Isabella's family and Flavio's family, and once the contract is signed, then then, then there will be a marriage. Be a um, so it's important to it's important to hit these points because this is what keeps the commedia universal. If you start to talk about religion, like the modern active religions, you can start to put people offside. Mm. If you start to talk about magic 
you can start to pull people offside. You can divide the crowd, and that's not what you want. And now we have this huge problem, which is uh, we, have, we need to be politically correct, which cut 50% of the jobs. <laughs> you know, it's, you always have to, be, especially when we perform in schools, uh, we need to be very careful not to touch too deep some uh, some topics like you know Brigella 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 is there is a downfall of performances yeah. because he sell alcohol so we have to turn around this you know with you know long discourses about everything you know, about Brigella everything about him is rude and crude and rough you know, and and he can't open his mouth without something offensive falling out yes. and so um Playing Brigella like I do in schools, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's really But tough. that's um, that's one of the, that's a challenge. It's one of the joys of comedia is like learning your audience and then pushing the boundaries and seeing how far you can and, go. And then and then the most the, another really uh, difficult thing to explain to uh, teachers to performers is you know when you do your performance you know this is this is something that was relevant. 500 years ago, oh my God, how can you, you know, make it relevant to the, for instance, he had one of the most wonderful idea to modernize something that is very old. You remember, you know, you give a coin to your servant. So we finish with the last. Mm. We give a coin to your servant and they, they used to, the coin is, is gold. Okay. Let's say the coin is gold. And to try if the gold was real or fake, the gold will, the gold is a very soft, I mean, that's what they say. <laughs> it's a very soft metal. So if you put it, you know, if you bite it, it will, uh, it will bend a little bit. That means that it's real gold. So Arlecchino was given by Colombina a golden coin mm. and he did something magic that is really relevant to what is our nowadays. Although we are performing in traditional costume and in traditional set, okay, we still can bring something that is totally new into commedia without disturbing the, how can you say, the, the space. The yeah, the space-time continuum. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what I wanted to use, is my word. Is my, is my, okay, so... Does just explain what you do with your. So if you coin. if you log on to our Facebook page, you can actually see the video um, of this lutzer being performed. So when we did it in Canberra, but basically as Alakino, I get a coin. You go, <gasps> a coin. Oh, got a coin. Okay. Well, uh, I know. Brigella told me about this incredible new thing. So I'm going to I'm going to be a businessman. I'm going to invest it. So ah, now it's a Bitcoin. And uh, I have to put it online. Uh, so then I find a line on the stage, and I, I put it down on the line, and I go, now it's going to go viral. And it doesn't do anything, <laughs> of course, because it's, it's just a coin laying on the stage. And um, another instance is we have um, Il Dottore. He comes down and he'll speak to the audience, and he'll, he'll say, you've got a very interesting face. Um, do you mind if I put it in my, I'm gonna put it on my Facebook. I'm gonna put it in my Facebook. My would you sign? Would you sign my Facebook? And he goes and brings this big, huge book <laughs> that's just got sketches of faces that he finds interesting. It's a book of faces. It's so Facebook. 
So yeah. you can you can without without bringing any any modern object, you know, like a mobile phone. If somebody says it, you know, you can use a mobile phone and commit a lie. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. Okay. Don't do. It. Don't do it in front of me. Okay. Yeah. Please, please don't do it in front of me. But you can do this kind of uh, modernization because they the thing the thing that modernize comedy is our modern language. We don't speak like in the in the old age. We don't speak like 500 years ago, of course. So the language that we use today, it's automatically modernizing comedy. So now I don't know if we still have just a few minutes to, because we should finish at eight o'clock. So we look for some, uh, we don't want to disappear in the nothingness without any. But next you know, week, we're going to have a very special guest speaker Join we, us. We, we're keeping secret. It's a secret. We'll announce that on Saturday, as as we'll every week. Mm. Um, and we thank a lot, um, Alex Theatre. Thank you, Alex Theatre, for hosting us. Yes, thank you so much. Best and support ever comes from Alex Theatre. If you're ever in Melbourne, check them out. Beautiful little theatre that used to be a cinema. It's amazing for shooting content. If you're looking for somewhere to film, they're a great soundstage because the the stages, the theatres are soundproofed and can't suggest them highly enough. We really appreciate their support. And I don't know, we're still, uh, we're still live, so we can <laughs> still go until uh, the, the, the sign live will die. So, <laughs> I think. As we see, recording live. Okay, we're still live, so. Like I said, if you have any questions or you have anything you would like us to touch on in the, in the, in the weeks coming up, um, feel free to drop us a line on any of our socials. And um, we really hope that you've enjoyed watching our first ever Zooming Zani. Zooming Zani. Zooming Zani. Zooming. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the black cat. Mamma mia, who got there? Mamma mia, who got there? Adieu. Ciao. We'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao.